All right, let's roll. Good Friday afternoon, everybody. This is Drew Fluffy Coats. And this is Philip Fizzy Barton. And welcome to Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lounge. How are you doing there, Barton? Uh, doing pretty good. Can't complain. I'm just enjoying a nice rainy day here in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you caught that rain that we got down here in Florida. Yeah, we got the... I'm not doing too bad. It's a little cool. We got the Blue Angels. Literally just did a flyover for me. <laughs> yeah. That's how you. That's how you kick off a podcast. You get the that's Blue how Angels we do it here down in Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> well, if you're new to our program, uh, we're just two regular guys, and we talk about three standard things for us. That's beer, cigars, and some good old college, college football. football. Oh man, and it's the it's the night before statement Saturday. How you feeling about that, Barton? Um. Ready to make a statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get things started off with a couple of beers we're dry, uh, drinking. Uh, my beer that I'm enjoying right now, uh, you might be quite familiar with the Brewing Company. Uh, good old Line and Kugels. Okay. From okay. Chippewa Falls. Yeah, yeah, even, nice Wisconsin beer. Oh, yeah. You know, got to represent some, you know, Wisconsin beer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if, there's a, if there's any state that knows beer in this country, it's Wisconsin. That's <laughs> right. I mean, you, guys are, you guys are the drunkest state in, the, in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we are the Alabama of beer. <laughs> mm. uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm drink- I know it's not October, but I am joining myself some uh, Oktoberfest and – Quite honest with you, it's probably my favorite uh, type of Oktoberfest because you got, you know, you got your Sam Adams and you got any other brewery coming out with their own Oktoberfest nowadays. Mm-hmm. This tends to be my favorite. It's smooth. It's good for these nice chilly, uh, chilly falls uh, uh, Fridays and Saturday. Won't, <laughs> it won't, it won't kill you to drink it tomorrow. So let me tell you that. <laughs> well, what I got going on here is, uh, I guess. Even though it's college football season, I love my college football, I guess I can't let go of uh, summertime because I'm drinking something from the Holy City Brewing Company down in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a washout okay. wheat. It's a washout wheat. It's a nice, uh, just a nice wheat ale, very light. You know, like I said, something that you would want to drink on the beach all day long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, still trying to hold on to summertime a little bit, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it if it's the beginning of the season you're getting ready for it, but yeah, you're you're kind of slacking behind. (laughs) (laughs) I had some left over. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, we got the beer. Well, Mm -hmm. tell me about the cigar you're smoking there, uh, Barton. Okay, well, I'm going to go with a a personal favorite that's not a brick house. I'm going to go with (laughs) with Arturo Fuente 858 Natural. Okay. Okay. This is a, uh, a pretty medium cigar. It's Camer- It's got a Cameroon wrapper with Dominican filler. Very seedy, see, uh, cedary, earthy. You're gonna get some chocolate notes in there. Uh, nice light smoke. Not a lot of bitterness to it, right? Yeah, not a lot of bitterness. Uh, like I said, if I had to pair it with something, I would probably pair it with an amber ale, like a fat tire. Uh, I don't have one currently to pair it with but you know that to me that would be the go-to beer if you're trying to pair uh, a drink and a smoke that would be the go-to beer right there there you go yeah. well we got the beer let's get we got the cigars let's get down to the nitty-gritty we've got some good uh some good headlines coming in this week uh with college football well i guess this yeah. first this first topic i guess won't be uh a very good headline yeah i was uh, like you know good depending on <laughs> <laughs> how you look at it but yeah um we 
So we're going to start things off with the obvious with the University of Maryland, you know, reinstating their coach after uh, one of their players dies from uh, heat exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the next, literally the next day, they just fire him. You know, they got too, so much backlash uh, after they reinstated they decided to fire him the next day. What are your thoughts yeah. on that there, Barton? Uh, never should have reinstated him to begin with. Yeah, um, yeah never. They should have just washed their hands clean of this when it happened. I mean, they had to know the backlash that was coming when they when they uh, reinstated this guy. Yeah, and uh, I just I just think that they should have just washed their hands clean of him and and been done with it. You know, um, and then and then you hear about after he was reinstated, players walking out on him in the first meeting and things like that. Yeah, and at that point he had already lost. The yeah, line. you've lost the team. Like just they should not even. They should have just been done with it when it happened. Yeah, they should have just watched. I agree with you. They should have just washed your hands before the season even started. Because at that point, with, when a, they lose a player because of a coach's error, that you're never going to recover. Your team's never going to forgive you for that. And like, and and if you're going to bring them back, how is, he, how is that coach going to be able to recruit and be able to tell a parent, I will look after your kid for the next four years? Exactly. You can't – I mean, a kid died under your watch. And you can yeah. say you can say he can say you know that he wasn't there or whatever, but it, it, bad hires get you fired. Yes, and, and the, the bad strength and conditioning coach hire, who the strength and conditioning coaches with these kids more than the most actual coaches. Exactly, you, you know, he, and you got to make sure you get that right hire there. And for him, his actions are a, de- a direct reflection of. The head, head ball coach. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's it's a sad situation, but Maryland should have never brought him back to begin with. Yeah, the thing that, that touches on with me is, like, I grew up in Maryland, you know. And as a program, as a university, they're one of the better education uh, universities in the country. Far yeah. And they are found – their program is sponsored by Under Armour because the creator played football yeah. at the program. And they can't get these recruits. They can't keep coaches. It's ridiculous to me uh, as a as a growing up from, from Maryland. Yeah. Maybe they should just get Ralph Regent to come back. Uh, let's not. <laughs> uh, we got the first uh, college football playoff polls. So, yeah. uh how do you feel about the, the top as a, as you know, I, I felt the uh, top four pretty solid outside of that. You can decide on whatever you want, but I feel like they got it right with at least the top four. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say, I would say top six, you know, when you, when you look at the top six, I say, okay, those, you can make an argument. Those are the six best teams in the country. Yeah. Um, I look at LSU. They're kind of the only question mark I have. Uh, yeah. The only the thing that I have a question is like, was this done for ratings? Because we saw this with the first, uh, the initial, the very first college oh, yeah, football yeah, polls yeah. when Auburn and Mississippi State were ranked, but they just happened to play the next week. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wonder if LSU didn't play Alabama, would they would they still be number three in the country? Now, yeah. now they're they're a top ten team. You know, there's no doubt they're a top ten team. So I'm not questioning whether they're a good team or not. But I I wonder if maybe they're a touch overranked. But at the same time, you know, the difference between three and six, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's, 
I think I think for the most part they got it right for this week. Yeah, and we'll find out more. We'll find more about that uh, about LSU tomorrow. Whether they deserve to be in that three spot, we know. will. And and, and 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 you know another thing, the committee they can they can do it for ratings or however they want to do it. The only thing that matters, as long as they get the that the that top four team, that last one right, right? Yep. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I'm not. I, I was kind of disappointed that one team was in there, wasn't in that top ten, at least in the top ten. Okay. And they're riding a now 21-game win streak right now. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> but UCF, I, I was I was with probably with you where last year, like, oh, we're the national champions. Well, they're still – they still have the longest win streak in the country. That has to say something. Against who? Against the, I, hundred, I, I, uh, against I, the 120th I, strength of schedule. I get that. I, I honestly do. But last year – they played a pretty dang good uh, Auburn team in the in their bowl game, and they Wait, fluffy, hit. fluffy, fluffy. Yeah. When, when did they play them? Last year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get you. You know I what? You. you know what they did last night? They gave up 400 first half yards to Temple. Well, now I'm gonna put the brakes there for a second. <laughs> Temple is not a bad team. Temple is a fairly fairly solid team in that conference. Is Temple a team that could put up 400 first half yards on? Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame, Michigan. Well, well, no, obviously. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is going to end up being like how Boise State was back in the early 2000s, where they would go undefeated and still be ranked almost damn near the bottom of the top ten, and they would still and they would still play these like uh, Oklahoma in their bowl game and still win. Yeah, but I mean, do you- and and you know how you shut this up. You know how you shut these UCF World National Title uh, contenders? Put them in, put, put them in the playoff, and, and let them get beat by five it, touchdowns. Exactly, and that's how you <laughs> shut it up. And who knows? Maybe they can play. I don't know, but I think I think if they go undefeated again this year, you have. I, I feel like they almost have to get at least a shot. Otherwise, this playoff system is no better than the BCS we just got rid of. Yeah, I. I don't know if you could. I just strength of schedule, which is what what kills me. Like, oh this, yeah, and I mean, you can only play what what you're given. But I, at the same time, that, I mean, that kills. I mean, you can't help who you play, but yeah. you know, that just it, it, it hurts it them. At the bad. end, it hurts them. It looks bad. I'm not going to argue with that. It looks bad. But like I said, if you if this if they try to say that this college football playoff system is a lot better than the BCS, prove it by saying uh, under. If UFC, uh, UCF decides to go undefeated at the end of the season, put them in. If they get blown out by Alabama by 50 points, then that will shut them up forever, and they'll be like, okay, we tried it that way. It didn't work. <laughs> I think they'll be like, we don't want Bama, but we still want Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did that hurt coming out of your mouth? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so – Outside the top ten, we got all all the top ten teams are in action this week. So we're okay. gonna go ahead and go through our game picks for uh, those those ten teams. We're gonna start. We're starting at number ten, right? We're gonna start at number ten. Uh, Ohio State rebounding off of that Purdue loss a couple weeks back, and they're playing a very god awful Nebraska team. Um, I don't think they have a win yet, and I'm gonna say they stay winless. Um. For your information, Fluffy, Nebraska has two wins. Oh, well, sorry. My, my I, mistake. <laughs> I cannot tell you who they're against, but <laughs> I know they're, they're two and six. 
But um, despite Nebraska's uh, stellar two and six record, I think that Ohio State's probably just going to run away with this. I think they bounce back nicely. Uh, it's at home. It's in the horseshoe. So I see it's no a- reason. I see. I see no reason why. Yeah, I see no reason why they shouldn't, you know, handle this game like oh, yeah. by, by a lot. Oh yeah, it'll be over by halftime, like we thought the Purdue game was going to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll be talking next week about how Nebraska's pulled a major upset. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's that, not that's, that's not my upset of the week. No, no, not mine either. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I definitely think that. I mean, we're talking. I I'm, I would say it's a rebound. Like, it's a rebound game. I would say that. you know. Ohio State scores in the 50s. Nebraska is lucky if they score 10. So, Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to roll in from that game to Washington State versus Cal. Um, Washington State, I, I said two weeks ago on our program that I don't see a Pac-10 team making the playoff. Well, if Washington State keeps playing the way they – they're not doing it typically Mike Leach way. They, they're still putting up the offensive points, but, gosh, they're starting to play some defense in that in – that, team yeah i know what is mike leach doing right his teams don't uh, play defense but yeah what where where has he been <laughs> the last 20 years yeah yeah i'm sure texas tech is sitting there going what what the hell mike but, uh, <laughs> but um yeah i mean i agree i think they can make some noise I, I i was right there with you i didn't think a pac-12 team would would make the playoffs i still don't know if they will because another loss will kill them but right oh, now yeah. they're um i they're they're making the good plays uh cal Cal's sitting at five and three. I think they're – I don't think Cal's really a very good team. Yeah. So, I I, I think Washington State uh, probably, again, you know, probably runs away with this one. I, I feel like they're probably going to score their points. I don't think Cal's going to be able to hang with them at all. And uh, I think we're going to be looking at another blowout. Yeah. Um, I think the only way Washington State makes the playoff is if, a bit, if Michigan or Ohio State lose another game. That's the only way I see it happening. Yeah, uh, but you also have yeah. Uh, that's tough because you also have Georgia stuck in there. Yeah, uh, um, but if, we'll, you have another, if you have another one-loss SEC team, but again, I don't want this to be just like last year. We have two SEC teams in there where I feel like if you win your conference, you should have that right. Yeah, and, that's that's one thing about the playoffs that kind of irks me. It's especially with Alabama last year, which don't get me wrong. I mean, they proved they belong. They proved oh, they yeah, deserve to be obviously. in there. But, that but they, need, they, need to be thinking, they need to be thinking Ohio State for the lucky stars for that one. Because if, if Wisconsin had won that game against Ohio State, Alabama doesn't win a national title. But they also – it also last year, what it seemed like it put um, – because conference championships just doesn't seem to mean as much. I mean, no, they how, don't. You know, and I, I get lose, lose that last regular season game, so you don't have to take that, so you don't have to go to that championship game, and you get that extra rest for the bowl game. That's yeah. basically what it looks like. And I look at it like this: if you're not the best team in your conference, how are you you're the not, best team in the country? Exactly, and I, so, and I, I think that's another skewed system with this college football playoff. Now, Alabama, like you said, clearly was the better team last year. Well, after those two uh, but, playoff wins, but, but they. But they shouldn't have probably been in there in the first place. It should have been but, an Ohio State team. But let's face it, Alabama is um, like they're like the Patriots almost. Like they're just like an enigma. Like oh yeah, the normal normal football stuff doesn't does not pertain to them. <laughs> like they're they're <laughs> outliers. Yeah. So we're gonna so we're gonna stop digressing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to number seven, Oklahoma. They're going to Texas Tech, man, and 
you know, Texas Tech, like you said, with when Mike Lucas there, they they still don't play no defense. But <laughs> but gosh almighty, they could put some uh, points up on the board. And Oklahoma to me has not looked very impressive. Now Kyler Murray has played very well, you know, mm-hmm. his first year as a starter there, but. This is almost going to be a statement for me for them to say, hey, this could be a slip-up game for them. Um, you're going to see me bring this game up later when we start okay. talking about um, upset picks and games to watch and, and yeah. when I throw out my uh, my betting lock of the week. Oh, God. So I, I won't tell you which one it is yet. But, okay. Um, Oklahoma's going to win this game. Yeah. And it's going to be right on what the experts say. And I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave oh, it at that. So we'll come oh, back geez. when I come back to this game. <laughs> Sounds like you just put our, your lock of the week there. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have a very interesting game here. Mm-hmm. Number six, Georgia. Uh-huh. Going to Kentucky. Yeah, number nine. Number six versus number nine. Nice. It's, yes, it's a very – and <laughs> this decides – uh, the East, who yeah. Go, who goes to the SEC championship? Yeah, from the East, yeah. Yep, uh, so it's a, it's go, I and I won't give you my answer on this just yet. Um, I'll wait till later. Uh, <laughs> it's either my like like you said, it's either my game to watch or my upset of the week. You, <laughs> you, you just don't know. I'm an enigma. <laughs> but give me your input on this one, then, Barton. Uh, Georgia. Is going to beat the brakes off Kentucky. Oh, really? And this is, Kentucky cannot. I get it. They have a really good. They have a good defense, but Kentucky offensively cannot throw the football. I'm pretty sure they yeah. have three or four passing touchdowns on the year. Yeah. Well, they one sh- of them came at the last second, the last game last week. Which they shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't have gotten that play to get that touchdown. But that's that's another conversation for another time. Um, yeah. I I just don't think they're going to have. I don't think they're going to have the offensive firepower. It could be one of them games where it's, it's close to begin with, but once Georgia gets up 10, 14 points and Kentucky yeah. can cannot lean on Benny Snell and, yeah. and has to throw the ball, I, I don't think they're going to get it done. And I, yeah. think, I think Georgia probably late pulls away with it. I think it will be a decent game up until about the third, fourth quarter, and then I think Georgia wins it going away. Yeah, this is going to be one of those classic SEC games where I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of offense. I think it's going to be – got two really good defenses going into this game. And, mm-hmm. yes, Georgia has like a they, – they don't know who – I mean, obviously they know who their quarterback is, but you got that young guy behind them. Like one yeah, slip just, up. Yeah, Justin Fields is – yeah. You got one slip up and he's in there. You know he's in there. He's just waiting for his opportunity there. Yeah. So, is this the game where, you know, he the starter slips up? And they I, put Justin Fields in there. That's that's that that's that question there. I I think that I think they're gonna they would stick with Jake Fromm though. Oh, Jake yeah. Fromm's got him to the promised land. I think they they would stick with him. Justin Fields is is gonna be a tremendous quarterback. He's gonna be a pain. Um, not, maybe not necessarily at Georgia. Though. I th- uh, yeah, that's again that's another conversation. But yeah, that I could I could. Another conversation for another time. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're talking Uga versus Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to go from, you know, your conference, the SEC, to my conference, the big old 10. Okay. And we're going to go Michigan versus uh, number 14, Penn State. And uh, I don't know what to think of the Big Ten this year. It's 
you got teams that look good on paper at the beginning of the season and then just start downward spiraling down the road, down like as we get into the halfway mark of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Penn State, you know, looked good on paper. Looked like they'd be, you know, up there. You know, they th- they thought they'd be either undefeated or with one loss at this this time when they circled this on their calendar. And now they got they're sitting here with two losses on the season, and they I, I don't know what to think of this. I think Michigan has a great defense. I'll tell you that, but Penn State has a pretty solid offense. So I I, I don't know. They actually have a quarterback who could pass, whereas the Wisconsin Badgers, you know, didn't. <laughs> before, before we started this podcast, way back at the beginning of the season, <clears throat> what did I tell you about Michigan? You kept telling me Michigan was not going to be very good, and I kept saying they can be a contender. Yes, you, they you can I do be a contender. That. Michigan is going to win this game, and I'm going to give you a score prediction. Okay, here, here's the score prediction here. 27 to 17. Ooh. 10-point victory, huh? Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to blow them out. I think it, it could be a solid game. The blue, the, the blue Angels do not like my score prediction. No, they don't. I, I don't think they do. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a good game. I think Penn State's going to have their opportunities. Uh, I don't think Michigan's just going to curb stomp them by any means. But, uh, like you said, the defense, uh, Shea, Patterns, Shea, uh, Shea Patterson's coming into his own. I just think it's – I think He's, that getting, the, he's getting progressively better. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna take care of business this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm picking Michigan too. I just. I don't think uh, Penn State's uh, defense can really stop. Uh, very much of anybody at this point. <laughs> in the season. So, we're gonna go to number four, Notre Dame, and you know, so, you know, these Notre Dame fans are like, "Oh, we should be number three. I think they're set at right where they should be. Uh, yeah, they're, go- they're going at Northwestern, and Northwestern, you know, they beat up on my dang. Uh, Badgers pretty good last week, so they, they did. But but Northwestern's a solid team. Oh yeah, they've and, always been for years, and this could and be I, a slip up game for Notre Dame at that. I point think too. going going to Northwestern. Yeah, it's. I think that it could be. I'm not going to call the upset. I think Notre Dame wins the game, but I think this is going to be a very close game because you know I I keep with Notre Dame. I keep going back to that Vanderbilt game. Yeah, they should have lost that Vanderbilt game. Well, I won't say should have, but they could have very easily lost that Vanderbilt game. Mm-hmm. And Vanderbilt is not good. <laughs> <laughs> They're at the bottom of the SEC. Yeah, so. so typical. So, uh, this could be a game to watch. I think Notre Dame gets it done. Uh, but I think but, this is going to be a pretty – this could be a this could be a close game. This could be a game to watch, but it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not mine anyway. <laughs> In the words of Lee Curso, good pick. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you. It's going to be close. Um, I think I'm not going to say it's an upset. I'm not. I'm right there with you. It's on the it's on the cusp of being an upset uh, special. Um, it's going to be a lot slower than Notre Dame would like to be because remember, Northwestern plays on grass. They're not. It's, so that makes that makes uh, yeah. It makes it a lot slower. So that brings this. That brings their uh, tempo down a little bit more. So. That plays in the field of Northwestern's ballpark right there, so because they like to run the ball there. Yeah, they love to run the ball, and not saying that Notre Dame doesn't, but they play at a lot faster tempo there. So just keep that in mind when you're if you're watching the game. Like it's, that grass, that grass to, field compared to that turf field is a lot. It can make a difference there. You quoted Lee Corso. 
Let me quote Lee Corso. Closer than the experts think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, that was my terrible Lee Corso impersonation. That was very bad. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> All right, we're going to go from that to number two Clemson uh, playing against uh, Louisville. Uh, <laughs> I know you want to pick against Clemson, but I, I don't see it happening this week either, do you? No, you don't pick against Clemson. Look at their schedule. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Dabo Sweeney did say they're the best 2-6 and six team that he's seen. So, <laughs> uh, the, the line is 37. I think Clemson wins all on 35-40. I think they're all Yeah, on, so. I, I see that being up by 40. They're, yeah. they're going to put at least 50 in that game. So. Um. Louisville has just been nothing without Lamar Jackson. Oh and yeah, that, and now you add, you know you add in all this, some of the rumors about Bobby Petrino that are coming out of there. And, yeah, and it's not very good for the teams. So the yeah, teams kind of give up on the season at this point. Yeah, I mean, literally, like they're two and six. They literally have to beat the number two undefeated team in the country to have a shot at the bowl game. And not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> not going to happen. Louisville will be staying on for bowl season. So. Win, win big for Clemson. And yeah, got, oh, yeah. And now we got the so-and-so game of the week. The game of the century. Oh, yeah, game of the century. Sorry. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a big game. You got November. You got top five teams coming at you. Top three teams this time around. You know, Bama and LSU is always that – it always seems to be a big game almost every year. And it's one of the – it's always those – it's a typical SEC t- game. Defense and low scoring. Last time, uh, I think we, – remember we were in uh, Charlotte when we watched uh, the last really big one. And it was like a 9-3 to ball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the one where Leonard Fournette didn't do anything. No. Alabama completely shut him down. And TJ, uh, TJ Yeldon saved the game. But uh, the, the thing that – has me curious about this game. LSU, Baton yeah. Rouge, Death Valley at yeah. night, most intense uh, environment in college football. They're 14 point un- underdogs? Yeah. They're- wow. I, I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what, what, what it's going to be really curious for me. Mm-hmm. If Alabama does what they normally do, they come out, they jump on LSU, and they're up, you know, twenty-eight to seven or whatever at halftime, then you can write it off. Yeah. But if LSU can get this game to the fourth quarter, Alabama has not had to play in the fourth quarter this year. No, they have not. So this will be a test for them. If LSU if they get to a, the fourth. Yeah, LSU has had a couple games go down to the fourth quarter this year. If they can get this game to the fourth quarter. You know, where where does that experience come into a, an advantage for LSU? Yeah. Um, if you get Tua into the fourth quarter, how is – I mean, obviously he did last year in the national title game. He hunted so far. But he didn't play four quarters. He played two. Yeah. So how is he going to produce at a whole fourth quarter game? Because he's only played in the second half once, and that was two weeks ago where he played the first drive. And it was, okay, he threw a touchdown. All right, I'm out, out for the game. Yeah. Um but as far as my prediction goes, I would say that uh, I'm still going with Alabama. I think, yeah, the, like the the line is 14. I'm gonna take it at 14. I would yeah, take it at I would 14. I would say four. I would say 14 to 10 range. I'm gonna go yeah. with that 14 to 10 range. So. Yeah, I think they're. I think LSU is gonna hold them to play to the fourth quarter. I think around. The, I think it's gonna come down to the last five minutes, where Alabama just starts, you know, 
put in, uh, putting their will on them. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna those those big offensive linemen are gonna start leaning. Oh on. yeah, that's probably <laughs> the best offensive line in the country right there. So that, there's a reason why Tua's had all day to throw is because you know that line has kept him pretty clean all year. He hasn't even thrown a pick this year. How how yeah. is that? I think it's it's twenty what twenty five touchdowns and no picks, no picks. So so he's taking great care of the ball. So you know, man, Alabama, this could be the year that that like I said last last uh, show, this could be the year that Nick Saban finally goes undefeated for a whole season. Yeah, well, when yeah, yeah, because he's never done that as either LSU or Alabama. He's won what five national titles. He's never went undefeated in any of those. Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy stat. Like I, you told me that a couple of weeks ago, and I was I still I'm like that's a crazy stat. <laughs> yeah, because he's always had that one game, and maybe this is the game. Maybe it, we don't it, know. It could, this be, could yeah, very well very be. Well be we're, yeah. not, we're not sleeping on LSU. Like I said last podcast, Ed Ergeron has done very well at LSU. I think he's building that program back up to where you know they're going to end up being getting stealing some of these recruits that Nick Saban's getting. But I don't think it happens this week where he, he he gets that big statement win. I think Alabama sets the statement saying we could play into the fourth quarter, and here's and here's where it is. Yeah. All so, right. So we're gonna start a new segment here on the show. Uh, Bart, you like to keep up with the Vegas odds and everything, so I do. I think so I might have I might have alluded to this a little er- earlier. Earlier. Yep, so we're going to start a new segment called Barton's Bet and Lock of the Week. So who, what is your Bet and Lock of the Week this week there, Barton? So I'm going to go ahead and tell you, don't even worry about playing Powerball. Don't even worry about <laughs> playing scratch-offs. If, if you want the Lock of the Week, Oklahoma minus 13 versus Texas Tech. Oklahoma covers really? that. Oklahoma beats Texas Tech by more than 14 points. Okay, so you're you're saying Kyle Murray is like okay, you're sleeping on us a little bit, so I don't know how the game's gonna play out. I don't know if they're sleeping a little bit or whatever, but I, Oklahoma will cover the thirteen. They at least win by two touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. All right, so there's Barton's bet uh, bet and lock of the week. Uh, Put it we'll in. Keep... Bet the house. Bet the dog. Bet the farm. Whatever. Got <laughs> We're going to have to keep track of that and see how you're going to do for the rest of the season with those odds. <laughs> now, as far as upsets go, uh, you lost yours uh, two weeks ago. Uh, yes. We took, a, we took a little break to kind of last week to kind of get our stuff uh, ready for this week. This is when we were supposed to originally start this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to go with our upsets. You're 0 and 1. I'm 1 and I'm, uh, 1. And 0, so. You know, I felt pretty good with that Wash uh, that uh, Washington State over Oregon went a couple weeks back. So, you know, those Cougars are doing me well right now. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure that I picked Ole Miss uh, to beat Auburn. You did. Which, um, yeah, I'm Auburn go- pulled away. <laughs> I- I'm going back down to the Plains this weekend. Okay. okay. What's your I'm, upset this week? I'm riding the Auburn Tigers. I'm going back down to the Plains. They are going to beat the number 20 Texas A&M Aggies. That's a solid pick. Um, if Stidham can play the way he's capable of playing, that should be a close game, and they should end up winning that game. I think. Well, they're gone. It well, that's what you say. <laughs> you know, that's what you say. Um, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, I don't know. I just uh, that uh, Texas A&M. They're starting to get a little better with Jimbo there. Uh, I think they're starting to get get a grasp of his offense. Um, 
Yeah, that'd be a good game to watch too. So, like, me intrigued with that. Mine. Uh, All right. I alluded, I alluded to mine earlier. Uh, you you don't agree with it, but I'm going with it. I'm going with the Wildcats over the Uggers. Oh. This week. oh no, what is you I, doing? I am drinking the Kool-Aid this week. <laughs> I am drinking the Kool-Aid. I am a believer. I want to see somebody outside of Georgia in the SEC championship game for once in my dang life. And well, I think Kentucky can do it. I think they if they can get keep that running game going, they can slow down the game for Georgia, you know, keep that Georgia offense off, off the field. Wear down that defense, and that defense uh, that Kentucky has can definitely give Jake Fromm some fits. Okay, I mean, I like your points. I like what you're what you what you're getting at, but um, not having. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll we see will. Tomorrow, and we will. if it's a, if it's close, then whatever. <laughs> I, I again, I'm just going on a whim here. I want Kentucky. I, I I drank the Kool Aid a couple weeks ago, and I I haven't stopped drinking it since. Okay. <laughs> it's 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 really all about uh, getting Benny Snell going, though. If they, you know, he's, oh yeah, he's from what he started, he's actually kind of gone quiet, especially yeah. after the South Carolina game. You know, I mean, I don't want to start the South Carolina talk too early, but oh, if, yeah. I, if well, I told you that South Carolina was going to hold Benny Snell to 86 yards and a touchdown, you would have told me, well, South Carolina won this game, no problem. You know, but 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 really, since since that game, you haven't heard the you know the the hype for Benny Snell kind of that you nope. heard to start the season. And uh, if if Georgia does a good job of keeping him in check, uh, Kentucky's in trouble. Oh yeah, I agree. You have to, and as a Wisconsin fan, like that, there's a reason why we're we've lost three games this year is because we can't get Jonathan Taylor going. So yeah, so that's why we've been in trouble this year. Same goes for Kentucky this week. You gotta get you gotta get Snell going, otherwise, game's over. You're not yeah. even in the game with that. Point. Yeah, exactly. But I will I will agree with you on that, but I do not agree with the upset. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be bold this week, man. I, you're I'm go, I'm going to be bold this week. So <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so um, now we're gonna go to our games to watch this week. What what do you got this this week for the game to watch there, Barton? How do the Texas Longhorns bounce back? From that loss to Oklahoma State against the number twelve West Virginia Mountaineers. Yep, that's that's uh, actually mine too this week. Really? Okay, the, yeah, that is mine too this week. We are on the same page here. Okay, all right, about time. Oh yeah, you know I hopped on your bandwagon this week, so. <laughs> okay, well that's uh yeah that's my game to watch. I just want to see how Texas does. Uh, I think West Virginia is probably maybe got a little bit too much firepower for them because. West Virginia is a similar team to Oklahoma State. Yeah, but but uh, I think it's just going to be a fun game to watch. I think if I you think lo- lot, if, lots of scoring. Yeah, I was about to say if you if you like offense, this is probably going to be a game to watch. Well, I think I did that last time. I picked another Big Ten team because like I said, you know, if you like offense and you don't like defense, well, this is the conference for you. So, and how long has it been since Texas has been in a meaningful Big Twelve game in November? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, so this 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 should be a fun game. Not since the Mac Brown days, I believe. Yeah, definitely not Charlie Strong. Oh no, 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 no. But I'm interested to see uh, this game. Uh, I want to see how the former 
USC QB commit keeps uh, keeps doing. He, you know, that dude is just a monster in the end zone. That dude is. You just throw the ball up to him, and the like when they get in the red zone, you know he's just coming down with it. That's just when they get into the they get inside the twenty, at least maybe the ten or fifteen. They just throw a dang jump ball up the hills, and it, he just comes down with it, man. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean it doesn't hurt when you have Will Greer throwing in the ball. So no, no, it doesn't either. But you know that's that's just it's just been fun to watch seeing a guy who, you know, a year or two ago he was playing junior college, trying to trying to get back on his QB track. And seeing how he's been, how he's made the move to receiver, you know, leading the nation in touchdowns last year, and he's pretty much on the verge of doing it again this year. Yeah, he's at least getting a touchdown a week. Like it's not, it's without question. He's probably. I, I hope to see him in, you know, the first round of the draft next year because he's gonna, he's gonna be a difference maker for somebody in the NFL next year. Was it the Packers? Uh, I think you guys are hurting for more receivers than us right now. As a Carolina Panther fan, we're, we're, we're five and two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as we elaborate on this show, you can kind of get the feel of what our teams are uh, as far as our our true fan base goes. We're not typically biased uh, biased individuals with our teams. We get kind of keep it realistic with our teams. So, so yeah. Uh, Barton being a South Carolina fan, me being a Wisconsin Badger fan. So, you know, South Carolina, they're going to Ole Miss this week. And uh, Ole Miss has probably the best receiving core in the nation, I feel. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Um, it's definitely a mismatch with our secondary, but them losing oh, uh, DK Metcalf yeah, for the, for the season, uh, obviously, will definitely play in our advantage. But Brown still – the best receiver, probably the best receiver in the country, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, I think the game plan we had last week against Tennessee definitely needs to be the game plan we had this week. Run the ball, yeah. throw it just enough to keep the defense honest. I mean, Jake yeah. Bentley threw 16 passes last week. We ran the ball over 40 times. We're in our four wins. We have over two, that clock. Yeah, in our four wins, we have over 200 200 yards rushing. In our three mm-hmm. losses, we have like less than 100 or less than 150, somewhere around those numbers. Yeah. So definitely run the ball, keep them off the field. Yeah. You're, and, you, got, uh, you guys stick to the uh, stereotypical SEC where you guys stick to run the ball typically. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of my keys. Like basically the best defense for an old Miss game is a slow, methodical offense that can move the ball around the field. Yeah. However – as inconsistent as our offense has been this year, which has been an absolute killer. Yeah. I, I don't think, and I hate, oh, I hate saying this. I don't think we're going to be able to get it done. I don't think we're going to keep Ole Miss's offense off the field enough. Yeah. And I, that quarterback, I, that quarterback that Ole Miss has, yeah, definitely Tamu. Yeah. He, they definitely, they definitely love to take vertical shots. And, um, Unfortunately, I just don't see South Carolina keeping up in this game. Yeah, um, uh, it'll probably come down to the fourth quarter where you just you guys are playing catch up, and you can't. And if you you got that's just not how your offense seems yeah, to go. Yeah, as long as as long as we're running the ball, and it, the whole game is not on Jake Bentley's shoulders, I think yeah. we have a very good chance. But if we get you know down fourteen or more points, and we start having to throw the ball, I think I think it's done. 
But yeah, um, I don't think we're going to get down 14. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think it'll be a close game, but I just don't know if South Carolina's offense is going to have enough firepower to keep up with the Ole Miss offense. Yeah, it'll so. still be an interesting game to watch. Um, yeah, uh, that, that, that's going to be an uphill battle to try to keep that offense off the field there. Yeah, um, and, and, and being an Ole Miss too. You know, being, oh, yeah. being down another... the Grove, so. Yeah. So, we're going from that to, you know, some Big Ten action. Uh, well, me being a Badger fan. <laughs> Bucky. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> Wisconsin, the, my uh, good old Badgers, they got a fairly simple task ahead of them. Uh, all they got to do is beat Rutgers, which, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so that's. That's just about it. Yeah, I'm not really going to go think, into too much depth about that. I think, my, I think my high school team has a week off this week. Would you like to play them instead? Yeah, that'd probably be some <laughs> stiffer competition there, you know. Nothing yeah. against nothing against Rutgers, but they they just play so they, – they are just god-awful. They, yeah. really, they have not been really relevant in the Big Ten since they came over, you know, from the Big East back from when they were in the Big East and everything. Uh, yeah. I, Wisconsin needs this game, though, because they come off a game where they lost Northwestern, where now they're basically got to play uh, – they got to hope for some key losses just to get to the Big Ten championship game. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I don't, I don't I, see you guys are, you guys are You guys are five and three. I don't yeah. know. What, do, what are your out-of-conference losses? Uh, oh, you're BYU. three. Okay, I see. You're, BYU. Three, you're three and one in the Big Ten. Yeah, so our only loss is the Northwest. So yeah, you could still make a Big Ten championship, but yeah, we lost. But I, uh, I, we I lost agree. to Michigan. We lost to Michigan and Northwestern, and the Northwestern one hurts a little bit more than the Michigan one because that's yeah. the one that that's the that's the team that's it that that's, that has a driver's seat now. So yeah, we we and they're not playing a Big Ten team this week. So even if Notre Dame wins, that doesn't really help our case to get up there in the Big Ten championship. So uh, I expect you know. Jonathan Taylor to go for about two hundred. You know, you know, they're playing. They're playing Rutgers. He'll be out by the third, fourth quarter. Yeah, um, I I can't go with you again. I I don't know a ton about Rutgers. I see their record is one and seven. You know, I don't I don't know a whole lot about you guys, but I know you're a very solid five and three team. So yeah, um, I, I I agree with you. I I don't see this being any kind of a ball game. I, I don't even plan. I'll just keep the updates on my phone. I, I, as much as I love, <laughs> I'm not going to try to find a uh, a place that has the Big Ten Network to go watch this game. Like yeah. I, I, as much as I love watching the Badgers, man, I just I'll I'll, I'll pay attention to the other statement games on uh, Statement Saturday. Well, all right. Well, all right. That's a uh, that's it for us. That for uh, Drew Fluffy Coats. I uh, uh, Philip Fizzy Barton. Thanks for listening, and uh, hope to hear you guys again next week. All All right. right. Hey, man, it was fun. Let's do it again next week. Let's do it again next week. Good night, everybody. All right.